there's a guy called Sun Tzu who wrote the book Art of War. I think a lot of people have read it, The Art of War. One, one of the principles of The Art of War is um, the general's instructions have to be clear. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash pod. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. Lights, leadership, action. You may be familiar with today's guest for his work behind and in front of the camera. His name is Daniel Kijol. And he uses his relationships with local and international production and broadcasting community to share his brand of storytelling to uplift and enlighten many, including myself. But it's not always easy to bring this positive attitude. And today, Daniel will show us that while not all glitter is gold, it certainly pays to persevere and smile your way through. Coming on to you right after this. Engage, relate, perform. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. I'm joined by Daniel Kijo. Daniel, hi. Hello, Mr. Versi. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that. Thank you for coming. Thank you for that beautiful intro. I, 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 I felt like a champion. Thank you for coming in. Yeah, so we have known each other for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, I know uh, your journey. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can clue us in everything you've been undertaking mm-hmm. since you were more, since you went more independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship management, emotional intelligence. And that finding that strength to go on and that mental well-being. Yeah. Tell us about Daniel. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Versi. I mean, like you said, we've known each other a long time. And I have, uh, like, I believe you are not one person. So if I was to maybe tell you about my life mission or life purpose, I would say Daniel Kijo is a multimedia specialist uh, as a trade, you know, working in front of cameras and behind cameras to make and sort of tell stories on screen, make stories off camera and on camera. But primarily that's not who he is uh, completely. He's also a family man, he's also a motivator. Uh, He believes in young people a lot, so works a lot with young people and youth. 
Um, I'm into fitness and health. I'm extra conscious about, you know, my physical health and my mental health as well. So I train in mixed martial mm -hmm. arts and all these other things. So um, I think he's a guy that uh, is involved in, uh, in a lot of things. Uh, but within his lane, you know, not not a lot of things outside my experience. Let's talk about the mixed martial arts and uh, and how it is. Uh, uh, how is it working for you in terms of your not only physical but also uh, your your other part of uh, life? Uh, and how does it impact that? Yeah, so mixed martial arts is the world's fastest growing sport. It is a, a sport that involves certain different arts like kickboxing, uh, boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, different stuff. So it basically aims to teach you to be able to fight in multiple scenarios. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm an, almost 40 years old. I'm not really doing MMA to, like you said, uh, um, it's not really for the violence or, but it's more for the spiritual and uh, mental well-being. And how do I benefit from martial arts? Well, uh, martial arts to me is like a game. So, you know, it's easy in life to get bored with life. You get, you've been the teacher for 10 years. You're bored of teaching. You know teaching inside out. But with martial arts, especially mixed martial arts, there's so many techniques that you know, there's almost no way to master all of them right, all the time. You know, so each day or each training session is a chance for me to keep working towards different martial arts goals that I have. And now this the discipline and, 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 and the perseverance of going back each day to train has taught me the importance of general discipline in life. If you have a task at work, and you have to deliver this by this date. You know, it is allowing me now to translate the, the skills that I'm learning from martial arts into executing goals in everyday life. If it's, I promised my daughter that I'd teach her how to do, to drive a bicycle. Each baby, we had planned that every Saturday for the next three months. So then I'd have to stick to the task because it's something that I promised my daughter. So that's just an example of the, the principles and lessons from martial arts that you can directly apply in everyday life. For instance, hard work, no pain, no gain. So if I want to get more muscles, for instance, I need to increase my power uh, or I need to improve my cardio. I need to run more. That my, my lungs will be bursting for air, burning. It will be painful during those first training sessions. But after my body's in shape, your lungs have opened up, you're, you're reaping the rewards of the pain. So this too can be put in, maybe you want to save to buy a new car or to buy a, a, a border border or whatever. The, while you're saving, it's hard. But when you're on the seat of that car or that border border, you're enjoying that. Then you know it was worth it. So that's where you draw the line. No, that's that. That's that's the point of really uh, bringing in some discipline and just like you said, focus into into life through uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, what else can we uh, gain from mixed martial arts that can really be impactful? Uh, and I realize at certain point in time. Uh, I saw on your social media that you were taking your child for mixed martial arts, if I am correct. Yes, sir. My children, my children, both of them. Yes. Why did you do that? What was the purpose? What was your thought as, as a leader, as a father? Well, I wanted to instill the values of like the, the perseverance and relentlessness. Like I wanted them to learn to improve that if they work hard, they can achieve certain goals and sports. I, I chose martial arts because that's what I use. But for other listeners, it could be football. It could be swimming, whatever. It could be piano. But make sure that your child learns the value of hard work, of going, striving. for. Because in martial arts, for instance, jiu-jitsu, once they do well, they get promoted. 
So I started seeing that when my daughter started getting promoted in the class, she was one of the top three students in a class of 20. Her skills are improving. She's being able to defeat boys and stuff. I saw the confidence in her. Like, wow, she's she started doing, I mean, she's one of the best students in the class now as well, because when you ask her, she tells her, you know, I have to work hard. She already understands that to achieve, you have to work hard. They already understand. For instance, every, every two, every other Saturday, we do two kilometer runs nonstop. These kids are seven and, and five years. They run for two kilometers nonstop. And while they're running, I am talking to them constantly. I'm like, you have it, you have it in you. I know you feel your lungs are burning, but you can push through. And the first time I did it for one, kilo, one kilometer nonstop, I was amazed that they were able to go for 1.5 kilometers nonstop because they, you will be, you, you, I think parents underestimate how much a kid can learn or grow. So I think that's why I do it, basically. The short answer, or long answer there. <laughs> no, that's fine. But I mean, it, when you relate that to work, then how do you, uh, how do you relate that to work in terms of, let's say, coaching your people or coaching your staff or subordinates? Just like in sports or in martial arts or in anything, you have goals. So with my team or with my staff uh, or with my employees, uh, the Crisp Company, like we, we, we tell you, like, these are your goals. Like you have to achieve this. This is the path. If you need help, this is this. And we work through them. There are certain areas of the development where they will be weaker. Maybe I see that their communication skills are weak. So I'll tell them, I feel we need to work on this. So apart from what you're doing here, maybe at home, watch this script to speak English better or write. So it's like, it's very collaborative. And the, there's a guy called Sun Tzu who wrote the book, Art of War. I think a lot of people have read it, The Art of War. And one, one of the principles of The Art of War is um, the general's instructions have to be clear. If the general instructions are clear, the supervisor of the unit and the team doesn't execute, the supervisor is the one who, you know, second in command, hey, is in trouble. But if the generals, so I always try to make sure that I communicate clearly so that you know what to do. And if you don't, you already know that you had a map, you know, and then it's not a matter of, um, you know, just saying I didn't know, but rather maybe getting fired or something, you know. So I think uh, clarity and communication in workforces and understanding the skills and challenges that each individual staff member has, I think is key. And then working on making the mix, the team, the mix of the team work towards the goal. There are some people who will never be good communicators, but good at actions. So how would you use them? There are some who are very good at being in the front office and speaking. How would you use them to make the team achieve its goal? Indeed, because uh, once as a leader and you communicate clearly, um, you, you get the people understanding. And if they don't understand, then they are able to ask to get that clarity. So you leave that opportunity open for them right, to, to ask. But on the other hand, when you look at it, as you say about you coaching, but what about you being coached? Uh, how does that feel uh, when when you you're being coached in terms of uh, you improving yourself? That's a very good question, Mr. Virtue. First of all, you need to have mentors, people that you look up to, that you admire. Uh, for me, for instance, you're one of my mentors. You know, someone that I look up to, I admire. I, I like your life mission. I like your spirit. The first time we met, like I understood the kind of energy, the kind of energy you want to put out in the world, your life purpose, and. You know, it, it's very much is something that I took something from you and applied in my own life, you know. Um, so I always have these mentors. Yeah, some that I know, some that I don't know, um, meaning that you know, the mentors, the people I follow, they are not, you know, people that are not in Tanzania or, you know, people who are inspiring the whole world that we all follow. 
Um, but they're also uh, mentors like my grandfather, people who may not be uh, billionaires, Jeff Bezos that we all admire financially, but they are in terms of my grandfather and my father, in terms of teaching me to be a good man, to be a good father, to strive to be good. We are not perfect, but the desire, the choice to want to be good because you can choose to not want to improve. But that desire was from watching my father who again watched my grandfather. So that is something that I, 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 use, I use them to reflect on what I need to do and, and how do I need to improve. So I have multiple uh, sources of inspiration. I read books, I listen to content, I watch documentaries. Um, I think the brain is always in need of being fed. And I think the moment you stop wanting to improve um, each day, I have this rule called the 1% rule, um, where you improve each day in small quantities. If you don't improve and you think you know it all, that's the moment you stop growing. And I, I, think, I think the ultimate sin for me would, would be for a person to stop growing and thinking they know it all. I, I just like the way you say the 1% rule. Tell us more about the 1% rule. Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, um, maybe let's say seven, eight, 10 years ago, as a younger guy, man, I used to struggle with achieving my goals. And I realized I used to struggle with achieving my goals because I, I look at the end goal. If it's like to gain muscle or if it's to save money or if so to buy a plot, I look at, okay, I need 20 million to buy this plot. Or I need six months of gym to get this goal, fitness goal. And I always focus so much on the end goal and it seemed almost like I can't make it. You know, it's too far off. And I think this is a mistake that a lot of, a lot of us do. We look at the end goal and get, we don't start because it just seems like it's too far. But then I came across a 1% rule that if you can do 1% work to improve yourself each day in different spheres, so physically, maybe health-wise, you said you eat an apple, you eat an apple. Maybe you say you drink water, you drink water that day. Maybe you said you'd go to the gym, you spend 30 minutes or 40 minutes in the gym. For that day, you would have done your 1% to improve. But cumulated the next day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, over a year, that 1,000 shilling that you said you'd save every day would be 365,000. That apple that you said you'd have one apple of fruit a day would be hundreds of fruits. That bottle of gallon of water that you said you'd drink more water would be more gallons. And your body would have taken all these benefits and you would not be where you were. So that's the secret that I have learned to apply in life that if you do something slowly each day, you become a better person in the long run. People should stop looking at the end goal and focus on how they're using their time, the present moment each day. Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, this is exactly what uh, one of the guys I remember saying that, you know, when you go to the gym the first day, you don't see the muscles. But if you keep on repeating, uh, repeating the action of going to the gym, in a while you'll start seeing those muscles. Uh, and I think we, as uh, a lot of, uh, us as uh, human beings, we want to see quick results. We have no patience. But I think what you're also saying is that in perseverance, we have to have patience and we have to hit it hard and to get to the goal, take the 1% rule to get there. Uh -huh. True, sir. It's true, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting for our uh, uh, listeners. Uh, but we are going to go into now the part where you know, in life, we go down and we have ups and downs. Uh, what, what do you do? How do you manage when you're down there? Really good question, Mr. Versi. I think uh, in, the, in the spirit of positivity, we sometimes forget there are days when things are harder. 
And it's not always easy to do the 1%, like we talked about. Um, I think for me, and every human being needs a support system. You need multiple things and facets and rules that you put in place for yourself to allow you to be able to achieve these uh, goals, even on days where you don't want to. For instance, some people find inspiration in watching motivational video or uh, talking to someone to be motivated or to have an accountability partner. Someone who you can call to when you're in moments of weakness or in moments of laziness or in moments of uh, wanting temptation, you want to spend this money that you've been saving and you have that friend who knows you wanted to save this money for your car and now you want to go spend it and, and he can, you can call him and say, bro, man, I'm sorry. And say, no, 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 don't. Remember, you need that car, you know? So you need to have a system uh, to allow you to uh, get over that. So you have to choose your support system very well because with the wrong people who are also not motivated and not disciplined, um, then they would just say, ah, yeah, let's go tomorrow to the gym or let's, let's save tomorrow, let's spend this money today or let's do this or let's just drink this one beer even though you said you, you're quitting beer or you know what I mean? So I think, um, yeah, yeah, but I think we need to really understand that discipline is the one attribute or one thing, the most, one of the most important, I think, uh, skills or habits to have for success in anything, discipline, the ability. And what does discipline mean? It means to be able to deny yourself what is easier or pleasurable to achieve the bigger goal. It's to deny the instant gratification, to deny the, 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 what your body wants then or what you're, you want to rest. You don't want to go. You don't want to do this hard thing. You don't want to save for the, for the bigger goal in the end. That's what discipline is about. So if you can be disciplined, you definitely would succeed. And if you look at it and uh, rightfully as an individual, but as an organization, you'll have organization where they label it in a different way. Uh, you know, you said, you know, accountability partner, find out what will really help you to get there. Uh, either it's motivational. Uh, organization look at strategic thinking as a, as, a, as a first part of planning or getting your results. And then you have strategic planning. But a lot of, a lot of them, a lot of us, a lot of organization get stuck in the execution part. They've got brilliant ideas, but getting to the execution part becomes another challenge. And rightfully, you're saying, accountability partner, find out what can really help you. Find out the 1% that can get you the long-term results. Uh, and, and try and focus on the long-term results rather than the here and now. Because you may not see it as we, uh, we talk. But, you know, that's interesting. Thank you so much, Danny. But before we close, we have... Uh, we have a ritual at uh, the Engage Relate Perform. And the first ritual is that uh, uh, I have a guest, my previous guest, whose name was uh, Benjamin Nkanka. He's the head of bank assurance at NBC Tanzania. And he left you a question. How and what can we do to produce authentic leaders? Really nice question. And uh, being a parent and a father, coach, I think this is the big, like, the question of the millennium, I think. How do we create better leaders to change Africa and the world? I think it has to start at home. I think we've forgotten that this adult, this young man came from maybe 15, 18 years of their life. They're under, you know, a parent. They're under certain environments that shape who they are, whether economically, socially, psychologically, mentally, spiritually, all that. 
So the home front, where what they're seeing from their parents and their communities, the home can be extended family. The home can be the street. The home uh, uh, can be the people around, the neighbors. All these are people who shape the family or the unit. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the character of a person. So, you know, I think the Ubuntu, Bantu system, the African system was really beautiful where they, we used to believe that your child, the, the, the village child is everybody's child. Everybody's child is like, you, it's no longer, this is my son or your son. So Mr. Versi, if I see your son uh, being rude on the street, I'll tell him. And if you see mine, you tell him. So I think that culture and understanding that the, the, the training we give our kids as children is what will shape how they think as adults. So we have to invest in our children we have to invest more, I mean, not just in education, but morally, culture, behavior. They have to understand hard work. They shouldn't be willing to look for instant gratification. That way, if you teach your child not, I mean, uh, not to blow my own trumpet, like, but I remember when I used to go with Cocoa Beach with my children, there are these people who sell these balloons and toys. So, I mean, the first day I bought them the toy and the balloon, and then, you know, the second time we went, so then I realized that I don't want them to get used to every time we go to the beach, they have to get new balloons or kites, whatever. So I told them and I explained to them, like, we don't always get it. You can't always get what you want. And now wherever we go, it's almost a bit too much because even sometimes when you go to restaurants, you have to literally force them to order dessert. You have to force them to order more. But yeah, because it, like, they're so conscious of like, they don't want to just spend daddy's money because they know that, Daddy works hard for his money. I think I did too, too well of a job that sometimes they want to choose the simplest thing. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm, it's your day. Like, or maybe they've done well in school. You want to buy them a reward, like maybe a new pencil case. They'd choose maybe one pencil. When I'm saying I want to buy you a pencil case with colors and you see, yeah. So, so, so if you start teaching a child that they only keep what they've earned, this is not going to be a guy who's going to steal money from a fund when he's managing a project. Because they have learned early that, so the, the, the problems of our leaders started somewhere in the middle where in Swahili we say, Watoto asweezi, but we forgot also Azazu asweezi misisi. So we forgot uh, uh, somewhere, somehow that our job of parenting is very important in shaping who the leaders are. The quality of former leaders, you look at Mandela, the Herrera and Kuma, Africa was blossoming with great minds. The world was blossoming. You have um, um, Nobel Peace winners, prize winners, you have writers, you have Maya Angelou, you have all these great people because the way parents were brought up, children were brought up 50 years ago was a bit different. Now we rely on social media. We rely on, so to create the short answer, to create leaders has to start at home and has to have them. We have to teach our kids multiple skills. It cannot be just school or just uh, domestics or just, you know, religion. It has to be a blend a blend of different things. And I, and I agree with you. And that, that really summarized what, what we call it, setting up the climate. Mm -hmm. Because when you set the climate, if you want rain, you need clouds. Yes. Right? So when you want what you need from uh, the, the nature, set the climate. Yes. You want to set something in the family, in the organization. Yes. You need to set the climate in order to get that output that you want. And sometimes it surprises you, just right. Rightfully, you said oh. uh, when you when you set that climate, uh, and that climate really reacts to how the surroundings are, and they'll buy one pencil instead of whole compass, uh -huh. or they will buy they will buy uh, half a chicken instead of eating the full chicken. Yeah, yeah. Because you set the climate, right? Yes, sir. Awesome, great. Uh, 
Then I want uh, the next uh, ritual is um, what's a question for our next guest? Give us a question so that we can pass it off for our next guest. So keeping in line with the topic of the last question, um, I would like to ask what sort, if you were to design a curriculum or um, a protocol or a system or training program to create, uh, to allow an individual to become their best self, their most successful self, how would you set the climate for that? Like, how would you design that? How would you bring them up so that this person can excel? What, what are the ingredients needed for someone to excel? And how do you build these ingredients in people? Awesome. So that's actually asking them to create the system, what system they would use. And it could be from any aspect. Any aspect, education. It could be a blend. It has to be. I think in the end, the answer would have to be a blend of multiple things. But maybe whatever, however they want to answer. Yeah, they can Super. do so. Uh, and giving you a 30 seconds to send out a broadcast message uh, to the world on your core philosophy or be it life, love, or leadership, uh, whatever else that you want to share. Uh, what would you share with the world? Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to tell the world, I mean, tell anybody listening uh, that, you know, you are responsible for your own life. I know the world is not fair. We have gone through different things. We've You've been treated wrongly, you've suffered, um, but you are here for a purpose. And uh, I think uh, look inwards, start understanding that you can improve a situation each day with the 1% rule by taking the steps necessary to move towards your goal. Don't give up because the world won't stop. Whether you give up or you don't, if it's still going to be unfair. So it's you, your life is in your hands to pick yourself up, to dust yourself up and to keep moving on. Everybody has a warrior in them. And you just have to find that, uh, that, uh, that, that belief inside and start building upon it slowly each day. Awesome. Thank you so much. And until the next time, uh, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much, Mr. Mercia. Sante sana. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraza Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutrazaversi.com forward slash board to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, Go to matazaversi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.